Saludo mi gente. Welcome to Dismantling the Fuckery, the podcast where we deconstruct the illusion and unleash the fabulosity. I'm your host, Gohenna Angelique, your fierce neurodivergent Juyurican poet and an advocate for decolonial liberation. So get ready to dive into the messy, uncomfortable, and transformative work of dismantling the systems of oppression and the limiting beliefs that hold us back. We're here to reclaim our power, embrace our magic, and rise into fabulosity. So grab your cafe, your te, I don't know, maybe you need a shot, and let's get into some fuckery. Saludo mi gente, welcome to Dismantling the Fuckery, uh, episode eight with your priestess and cohenet. Angelique. Let's get into it. So in this episode, first of all, can I just celebrate episode eight? Can I hear a celebration? Yay! I mean, I need to do this, right? Like I need to actually be willing to step into um, (laughs) celebrating every small step. And so you'll hear me say this probably in every freaking episode where I'm like, celebrate the small things because I am I can be a very like workhorse oriented person so I'll be like just focus on where I want to go not necessarily stopping long enough to notice where I've been and what I've done and so be sure to take the time to do that to celebrate where you've been and what you've already done and if and whatever you do you can't measure it against the future that you hope you're hoping for you literally have to look at your shit and be like, oh no, actually this is great. This is wonderful that I that I even had an opportunity to fill in the blank is wonderful. I'm so grateful for that. I'm so glad to be living into that and then be able to look at, you know, the the where you're at in the present and the future you're walking toward, you know, and that's relative because it's, again, it's a construct. So it's like time is a construct and you can't, you that tomorrow comes and tomorrow is here, whatever we're perceiving as tomorrow based on the rotation, you know, um, you know, what we have as daylight and nighttime, etc. Right, is still a very like very limited frame um that we've made up for ourselves. So let me I'm not gonna I don't wanna go down that rabbit hole, so I'm gonna just come back. But just this recognition of like what is actually what is actually in the way of implementing in your life practices or integrating into your being the actual practices of mindfulness and presence? It makes me think of a lot of like Buddhist teachings around, you know, like this, the transcendence, if you will, the surrender. I'm going to mix words up here just because I wanted to have that imagery of like, transcending trying to you know or ascending or surrendering right because all those motions are the thing it's not an either or all those things are the practices and so it's like what um what are you how am i right living our lives in a way that we're continuously uh you know, wishing for tomorrow or even thinking tomorrow's like that still blows my mind, right? That we we're like, we're sure that tomorrow morning we'll wake up. We don't, we don't really question it unless you have a practice, a nighttime practice and a morning practice of prayer or some sort of meditation or some sort of 
presencing that you're like, oh, yeah, right? Like, I'm so grateful because my heart could have stopped at any moment. My lungs could have caved at any moment. My kidneys could have collapsed at any moment. My body could have atrophied. Like, there's just, my brain could have filled in the blank. But here I am in another day, cognizant, and this shit is really, the present is really a gift. And the thing that kind of let me down, I've been a little quiet in general and trying also trying to like come come back into the space of sharing and, and, and teaching and stuff. And I just looking, having that massive moment of looking at my life and being like, where am I? What am I doing? Who am I? And um, what matters? Like, what matters? Like, what are these attachments, these... Um, and, and I'm going to use connections as... I'm going to use connections also. And because attachments can also have, like, already this... This... Um, uh, this... Um, association, neg negative association, right? Uh, because we hear this in a way like we should, we should be unattached. So if you can't, if you can't take unattached, right, that, that idea, then let's, let's call it connections because that's what it is. Our attachments to anything are the ways we are connecting and rather, th rather than vilifying the connections and rather than vilifying the fact that we need that, if we would actually take the time to establish that as human beings, this is what we do, we plug into each other, then we can get to the fucking work of actually being mindful about what we're plugging into, why we're plugging into. And that allows us to move with a, with a constant checking in, which also offers you, um, I'm, I'm gonna say uprightness in your integrity Right. And what I mean by that is that you don't have to do some sort of fucking goal planning check in to notice that you're out of your integrity. Right. Like that thing. Like that's what we have to do now. But it's because we actually don't have practices of presence that bring us back to the, th the values and back to the core essence of our being. You have you have shit that brings you to the door. You have shit that brings you to the fucking like. You're in the, the balcony, right? And what I mean by that is that the level of intimacy that allows you to drop in to your your essence, your integrity as a person can't fucking happen on a piece of paper. And and you're talk and you're you're listening to someone who loves paper, right? Like I love writing things down and I love getting things, you know, in a visual way. But recognizing that that means shit if I actually can't tap into the essence of my being with a frequency that allows me to make to ensure that I'm living on purpose. Right? Now I'm not seeking a purpose. I don't have to seek a purpose. I'm living on purpose. I I am on the purpose because I am the purpose within the purpose. I know that was a lot, but bear with me. What I'm trying to communicate is the fact that while we may do all of these external things, there's a reckoning, an internal reckoning that doesn't have language that we keep on missing, right? And the other day I was having a conversation. I don't even know what it was. I, 
it's strange. I live in a strange world because sometimes I'm like steeped in conversations and then other times it's like crickets. And so some, I forget who I was talking to or when, but I digress, right? Where I, I was like having this realization around the, just the way in which I found myself looking at life and looking at this world and feeling like if I am going to if if I am going to speak of because I do I speak a lot on and teach a lot on being present with the past because in our society I I want to say that 75%, this is a really fucking like random percentage out of, but it, based on my experience, my observation, my reading, et cetera, right? Like be looking at the world that we live in, at least 75% of uh, drug abuse, uh, addictive shit, simultaneous, roll that in with like um, gangs and, and shit like that, right? At the root of this, uh, dis-ease for people is actually the fact that the fact that they are longing uh, to escape the feelings that hurt the shit that fucking hurts right like whether somebody's running from the responsibility for their feelings they're also running from the impact they've had on others. I mean, fill in the blank. The complexities, you can squeeze it any which way, match it up like a puzzle, and you're going to come to the same equation. And it's that people, for the most part, are so deeply sentient, so feeling. We are so fucking feeling. We, we have all these senses. We're so connected to each other that we literally can't take the pain. And if we don't start to look at, like the thing I realized was what happens, and bear with me here, just bear with me, because if you've ever heard any of my conversations, I am not the type of person, I don't preach religion, I don't do any of that because, well, one, I grew up in, in a lot of that shit. That's, you know, that's one aspect of my life. Having said that, as a grown ass person whose, whose spiritual connection to divinity to, to my cosmology is deeply fucking personal. And what I mean by that is that I already did the, you don't have to ask me if I'm a Jew. You don't have to ask me. You're, we, we won't miss it, right? We won't miss that. You don't have to ask me, um, do I practice, you know, Judaism? You don't have to, you won't miss it. But I don't need to, uh, it's not for sale. And because it's not for sale, I don't talk about it in that way, right? And I love teaching. You understand if if you practice Judaism, I love teaching. I love teaching of the I love teaching about the Torah. I love teaching and rewriting. It's my it I live for it, right? Having said that, I as I sat to having this conversation, now I can recall the conversation with a friend, I realized I was like there there I cannot give anyone a reason for anything. And what I mean by that is that we have done really good as a society to be like, oh, we need to, you know, um, work hard with, well, you know, the practicality of this dimension, right? Like, 
creating things, creating things, constantly producing. Oh, we got that down packed and we have like, we talk a lot about emotions and shit like that. And uh, religious, um, uh, what do I want to call it? Uh, religious fanaticism fu has fucked up some of the religions of the world, right? Like in terms of people feeling like they want to step into that particular thing because uh, fanatical folks and, and, you know, that can be a whole thing. Fanatical folks are because their shit hasn't been tended to. So they've given themselves entirely over because they need something to, they need to be in a relationship with something greater in a way that actually gives them a sense of power. They're still not addressing the wounds. So they become fanatical about their belief systems and, you know, and then share that shit like Skittles. Okay. So putting that aside, I, like not aside, but if this is part of the where I'm going with this, I realized in the conversation that we were talking about many things, but this this it just hit me in a different way that you you have to find what the fuck you hope for, have faith in, believe in, because in the days ahead, as in the days of always, and the 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 you know the millennia of millennia, all the all in all time and in all dimensions you are going to need something extraordinary to keep your ass alive and to have a hope for a future that you are not even certain that uh certain that it is coming if you are a person who's like i don't believe in all that woo woo shit right i just want to tell you you sound foolish that's one two <laughs> just because you wake up and you breathe, like you're breathing while you're sleeping. You wake up with consciousness. Listen, if you think you're handling all that shit practically yourself, think again, <laughs> right? There's something, I don't care. I don't fucking care if you call it electricity, whatever you want to call it. There is something that is in, that we interact with and interface with that helps keep us alive because there is so many requirements for breathing, for uh, your heart beating, right? You need current, you need muscle, you need tissue. You, I mean, you did, there's so much there, right? There's so much. And so for me, when I was having this conversation around like future oriented, like living, you know, like you're going to get somewhere, you set this goal, you're going to live to do this thing. I was like, oh my goddess, <laughs> I, I cannot I am unable to be of service um, to any human that does not in some way, shape, or form have a spiritual practice and praxis, right? Like a belief system and the actual action of it, right? Um, because the only hope I can offer you is that there's something inside of me. There's something inside of my being an essence of myself disconnected from all these like, you know, characters that I have to wear here, right? Um, that feels the heartbeat of the, the universe and the galaxy, right? There's something inside of me that connects me to something great. I cannot deny it I for me, right? Like for me, I cannot deny that there is something greater. There's something, but not greater like in the superiority of it, but that there is an unseen to our eyes because we need to see form um, world, right? And so 
knowing that in order to in you set goals, right? Like we do this thing. We we do this thing of projecting a reality into a space and time that's not yet here. And and as we're projecting it, we're creating it. But as we're creating it, like our why, our strength in times when we're in between timelines or when we're when those lines come very close and you're like still experiencing one reality, but you're already energetically in the signature of another, that thing, right? Also known as you have set goals and every day you practice, you do the, the objectives, um, you do the task and shit like that to help you fulfill the objective so that you can complete the task. That's another way to say it, my friend, right? Because where you're at, you're dreaming toward the future. You want to go somewhere. And you have set that somewhere as, as the goal, as the center, as the aim. And every single thing you do is in creating that final destination as a reality. That is time hacking, just in case you didn't know. The reason why we're so fucked up about it, and it's so hard to even conceptualize, is because we have a construct that actually the so the 24 hours a day, the you know, daytime you 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 live exist, nighttime you sleep. I mean, just this whole we have a whole situation, right? The months of the year, the weeks, all of that shit. Um, and then we even have the years numbered, right? <laughs> like, like we have a whole bunch of structures that keep us locked in to the time construct of this world. When you begin to look at things and say, I want this outcome and I'm going to, I'm going to take these steps to get to that outcome. And that outcome is in a, it's in another iteration of you, right? It's not the you now, it's the you where you're going, I'm going to use it. Uh, I'm going to use an example. Uh, you know, you went to school to become a, a doctor. Let's use a doctor. Um, and you know, you start mapping out your path and if you're going to have a specialization and then you start looking at what are the classes that you have to take? What are the things that you have to do in order to expedite this process? You know that it's still going to take a four-year process. Again, that's a, like a, you know, a human construct, right? But the truth about your particular profession, what you have professed to be, is that you become a student of whatever you are studying and that does not have an end. And what I mean by that is you will always grow and be learning as a doctor things pertinent to being a doctor. You are always going to be interested in the science of fill in the blank. And so you will always be growing and learning. What we've done is we created structures that we decide who is qualified to do that and who is not based on what material they were learning. Once we eliminate these domination lines, you will have people who love medicine, who love science, who do not have a fucking degree to save their lives, but they know more because they have become a master of that field or of that thing than a doctor who just finished eight years of school. And and you know it by the, the fucking like... Uh, the byproduct, right? Or the product of whatever their hands have touched and whatever they have, wherever they have supported their communities. So when we understand this, then we understand that time is a construct and that we could hack it. And if I use the words timeline, that is the equivalent of you still fucking setting a goal. You just perceive that to be as some sort of crazy shit. So you think, well, that sounds a little off, a little strange, etc. 
but it, we're doing it anyways. We're masters of this thing. And you have people who, in relationship to time, your neurodivergent folks that struggle with it, let me tell you why. Not because they don't know how to settle in or I don't know how to settle in into the structure. I do not live in that construct. I do not, I cannot lock into it. Your mind has allowed you to be trained as such. That's the difference. Your mind has allowed you to be trained. You intook that information. You intook your socialization in such a way that you became a product of it. So you, what? You wake up early in the morning. You find great significance and pride in this. Now we have like 3,000 sayings around the early bird catches the worm. We have all the shit around the morning, Right? And, and because that comes like, that's something that you can do and you look at other people, you're like, I don't understand how these people don't want to wake up in the morning or why do they sleep so much? You're not realizing that your brain has just adapted to a pattern and routine much more easily, easily. And that what you're finding in neurodivergent brains is an unwillingness and inability to do that. And what that means is that we are actually, we, we can, we can hack time. We can, we can taste many things, right? Like there's so much that we can do. And of course we're gonna experience, we have experienced pain and challenge in this dimension because the dimension demands that we follow the boxes. So you don't follow the boxes, you don't fit into the boxes, it becomes a painful experience, right? But if none of those boxes existed, I would not know that there's something different about the way my brain operates. But I already inherently have this ability to hack time, right? So looking, I know this was a long ass squirrel, but I'm bringing you to the point that our socialization and our conditioning, we're constantly in this battle between what we think we are, who we think we are, how we think we are, who we want to be, what we think we want to be, and where we want to be, right? Like all of those things, we're caught right in the middle and we won't allow ourselves, we won't allow ourselves to cross over the timeline. And my question around that is why? Like, what is it that we're resisting about being in liminal, what we would call in my community, liminal space, right? Like in the in-between of the in-between. What is it about this like shifting and letting go? And so I'm going to hit some pieces here that I think are important. You know, trauma, um, like identities, right? And I'm not talking about that other shit where people are like, I don't see color or whatever. That, I'm not talking about that fuckery. What I mean by identities is like all these roles you play, right? You are the essence. You are touched. You are touched genetically by walkers of this earth. So your family lineage are walkers of this earth. And wherever they come from, wherever they came from, right? They have that imprint and signature of the land, space, and time, right? And that we all walk around with that, but how that's shaped, how that is actually contained, it becomes a, con- a socialization thing and a you thing, a you when you realize it. And so looking at this piece where it's like this tension that there is in us, like this, here's where I want to get to, here's what I want to experience, but here's where I'm stuck because here's where I've, I've learned to believe this, right? And you've heard me talk a lot about the word believe is to give life, right? Like be and live. So when I say I believe in something, I am giving it life. It's like a golem, right? <laughs> the Jewish version of a golem. Where it's like there's this thing, there's this container. And then because you infuse it with purpose and intention, then it becomes a thing, right? And so here we are and we're looking like 
we're looking at our lives and we're looking at this past. We're looking at the trauma. We're looking at these identities. We're looking at all of these pieces and we're like, oh shit, right? Like, wait, I'm not that, I'm not that person anymore. This is where I want to go. This is what I want to do. This is actually who I feel like I am in this like iteration of myself. Why is it that we can't step into that? What, what is it about that that we're actually resisting that we won't allow ourselves to unfold into that because we're so deeply connected to the the forms, right? The connection points that we have to where we've been. What does closing out where you've been so that you can go, right, um, look like? What is it? What ghost are you living in a constant argument with, in a constant tension with that does not allow you to actually be free, right? And and do the thing you like integrate it, not set a goal toward it in that way, right? But you're actually like, this is the direction I'm moving in. The direction I'm moving in is I'm fill in the blank or I feel fill in the blank. Like you just do the thing, right? But we're so conditioned that we're not, we're now, we say we need A, B, C, D, E, F, G steps, right? And then we're like, nope, let me put a line between each so people know the limitation of that line. Well, here's the thing. Your action and the design of your life will speak to the experience you actually have. <laughs> Meaning, somebody could say they're a healer. Absolutely. Anybody can say they're a healer. Right? You can proclaim that. And you can proclaim you were taught and instructed thus so to become, right? But that's all bullshit in comparison to the actual impact that you have for being what you are. And you don't have to announce that, right? Like the proof is in the pudding type of thing, you know? And so finding ourselves in the beingness of it, right? And, and if you haven't come across um, my eldest Ari's work, which is the dream mommy Right, It's a world-building environment and sacred portal for you to go and begin to dream of like, what is it that you're becoming intentional around what you're creating? And so here's my thing around like, what is what does the preparation look like? You know, in the idea that you're going to have to do some work to release or close out those identities, people's places, things, all of those, right? The trauma, the stories, the experiences. You have to close that out energetically, mentally, and physically in your body so that you're able to actually unfurl and have capacity for what's what's uh, the essence of the thing that the next iteration that's going to take space. And for me, I want you to be able to look at that. I want to be able to look at that myself and understand what is the anchor in which my creations are founded on. And I think about this and also in reference like as a mom of two children, right, who are grown adults now, they are to me, I, I, and I always say this, I see no far superior thing in this universe than to be mother and to have um, given, right? To have created this, this thing. And I also recognize that within that, like this, this love and this devotion that I feel for this thing, 
I also have to understand what it looks like to shift my seasons with that, to shift my cycles with that, to shift my relationship to it so that I'm able to have much more capacity, right? To allow for the space of blooming and kind of like the way you have to let go in order for something to even have capacity, right? To, to really unfurl and blossom, but we have to close it out. And that's what I realized. I was like, okay, wait a minute. We have to close things out. And what I mean by that is if you're moving toward the language of like, I want to heal my trauma, aming veaming, aming veaming is wonderful. I think that's, that's beautiful to be like, I want to heal my trauma. But I want you to see this. I want you to see this not so much in this like destination orientation. I want you to see it as in the person that had that experience in that moment is not the same person here today. And I need to like an old friend, an old childhood friend who I no longer have that type of connection with because we only had the connection in a moment in time. I want to honor this relationship and honor what it's been. But I also know I'm not going to keep on hanging on thinking, when is this person going to call me? When will they reach out? When will they remember? I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting and neither am I giving it any more weight. How about that? Waiting and wait. What is, what is the weight of your memories of the past? And are you waiting in some way for them to fill in the blank or you refuse to let it go because you're thinking that it somehow will shift. But what you fail to understand is that the past, you were a different, I was a different person then, you know, and this, this is what I'm saying, that some of this challenge around like, we're living this dimension with a, a cycle of, um, you know, the, uh, I'm trying to, you know, what you sow, you reap, right? Like that type of like consequential idea, right? Where it's like, oh, the reality I'm experiencing is something that I created. And so I can't look at this and be like, oh my God, you know, um, I need to go to the past and I need to redo the creation, right? It's like rewriting a spell or something or undo the creation to do a new, whatever the case, right? And so that's, we can't do that. That's how we get stuck right? In the past. That's how we become defined by the trauma, defined by the experience, defined by the shit. I can't do that. I have to be able to let that door close, let the distance um, get wider and wider between me and the thing. Like I understand that the person I was then was highly impacted by that. And that connection then was deep. Let's go with the front connection. That, that, really, that thing was deep. It was, it was uh, powerful when it, when it existed because it existed in its timing. The minute I try to take that longer than it has is the minute I encounter the suffering, the minute I encounter this enormous amount of pain because I am still energetically there. I'm not here, right? I am still energetically there. Every time I think about the thing and I think about it in that full way and I'm, and I want to put a caveat right in here that's uh, to disrupt the idea of like, you know, that's why, you know, some people say that's why I don't think about it. I don't like to talk. No, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm, again, I'm not talking about transcendence and I'm not talking about disassociation. I'm actually talking about 
cognizantly and cognitively, physically, uh, spiritually, and um, emotionally looking at the thing, whatever the painful experience was, betrayal, abandonment, whatever it is, and going, holy fuck, that, that time of extreme abandonment was painful as fuck. I was in so much pain then. That experience, I remember, right? Like you can do that and be like, okay, I'm thankful to have survived that moment. I am no longer that same person. I was changed by that. Literally, like you change, right? And so now I can't identify in that way with it anymore because that would mean that I'm still there and I'm not there anymore. So allowing this possibility, like allowing this reality check, meaning that it's going to be as real as you let it be, is what has become the block between us moving liminally and being able to engage in transforming our reality the one recruit we're in active creation of every moment is an opportunity to kind of like shift 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 and shift right but the every moment of choice even unconscious choice is still going to have an outcome it's still going to have an outcome and so the the at the speed with which that happens right like the creation the you know like the birthing the cultivating all of that and then the next season as things mature etc is still a cycle that you're engaged in it's still a process in which is not oriented in the way you're thinking it's like the minute you think it it is it comes and then it starts to show up in your experiential reality in proportion to how you are engaging it, right? And this, I think this is the also the core of the idea of why it becomes so hard to create shit or to stay in your uh, integrity, your alignment, your essence, why you continue to abandon yourself or betray yourself or all of these things. At the heart of it is our own relation. Like we have become extractive. We're conditioned to be extractive rather than relational, which is how we cultivate and develop connection. And you're going to need to be connected relationally to what you're creating. Because when you're connected relationally to what you're creating, you can not only, you don't only just create, you can sustain and then maintain. You can sustain and then maintain. Sustain is to keep it going at its energetic signature. And maintain it means that you are constantly in like, you know, you're making your adjustments and doing your cleanups and clearing your shit and owning your shit and moving on, right? Like you're constantly doing that. And I think that to me, for me, sitting in like having these conversations where we're t- we were talking about like, you know, uh, the future and we're talking about how to achieve goals or how to like, how to create in this world, um, realizing the level of limitation based on our own languaging around what we perceive needs to happen in order to get to where we want to go. And because we imagine it with such distance, now I'm saying this in such different ways than the, the words that are used a lot, which is why sometimes some people turn away from it, Right. Whereas you're like, no, I don't, you know, that shit sounds just like whack. No, 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 because this is what it actually looks like, right? 
So it's like, wait a minute, how are we actually going to create something entirely different if we're not, if our energetic signature is not even there, will not allow us to go there, be there already. And we're still, we're still contextually in the past, you know, like that's, that's, what is what you're creating anchored in? What is the energy you're believing it to be? This is the difference between sustainable creations versus, you know, your quick remedied, your quick, anybody can shoot up like a rocket, but very few can actually learn to navigate the orbit. Like you could fucking, anybody could do that. You know what I'm saying? That's like get excited, boom, boom, create, you're done. Anybody can do that. And that shit may, you know, people may have a million in starts in that way. But what we have the most ginormous movement of, <laughs> I, feel, I felt like a kid saying that, the ginormous movement of is folks trying to be like, how do we do what we do without burning out? Oh, you're talking about sustainability. Because being a one-shot wonder, there's no glory in it if you can't sustain it. And the sustaining is both an energetic, it's a mental, spiritual, and physical principle. So it requires all your senses to be engaged in it. It's going to require you to drop in deeper, dive in. Dive in your fucking universe, right? And like, this was the thing to me. I was like, wait a minute. When I was having a conversation back to the conversation that, that, um, that I was like, ho, if you don't have, like, you're going to have a hard time having hope if you're not anchoring yourself energetically. Like, if you have no energetic anchor, you're fucking, you know, you're going to create a million one hit wonders. You're going to think you have to do everything by your might and you will not have understood the principles of the of the universe, right? In their varied, effervescent, ever-changing, <laughs> evolving ways, right? So what I mean by that is like, you know, the the more our capacity grows to engage with the things that make the world go round and the galaxies hold in place, the more our capacity for evolving how we stay connected is affected. And what I mean by that is like initially we're thinking, well, we have basic laws and principles that operate. Yes, we have basic laws and principles. That's it's the equation. That's the um the um. Uh, cheat sheet version of a chakra book on a fucking supermarket bookshelf telling people about the chakra energy centers and how many that there's only this many and that they only operate in these ways. Meanwhile, you go to the base and the origin of the thing and there's like, there's more chakras than you can count in your fucking fingers and they all move and there's just, a, there's m much more. And I feel like that's the same thing. What we can perceive about our reality is actually based on our own capacity to deal and engage and take in the information. And as we mature, then the, 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 what we would consider to be very complex because we're actually reading the energy instead of just reading like what we see, right? In a physical form, then we are fucking, well, you know, limitless. And, and that's a whole nother 20, right? It's a whole nother story or a whole nother conversation. So when we're looking at this, there you have to have a base, something that you've given life to, to be the container for how you perceive spirit, 
how you perceive energy in relation to all the other forms of beingness. You have to have something that you can connect to that has more um, access to a larger uh, grid of energy sourcing so that you can actually weather moving through the dimensions in this form, right? Another way to say that is that for me, having having my my uh, my Jewish beliefs, right, and you know, um, having texts that explore the the roots of this thing so important to me. Uh, the there's certain verses, certain words of the sages of the people who have you know written whatever iteration we're coming across that have been charged with a life force with a with an expression that is familiar to my soul, my texture, and therefore I adhere. I need in that way. This is my. This is how I plug in. I plug in by believing that um, that. Uh, uh, you know, that blessings and, and beauty will go f- before me, right? That uh, things like no weapon formed against me will prosper, right? Like these, these things, these incantations are what plugs me into a greater working to the grid with the grid of energy, right? Now, for me, that may have names. For me, that has an identity, a thing, whatever. Knock yourself out, whatever your thing is, but you must have something to help you give life to. Otherwise, it is futile. This is how ego sits in the throne uh, um, and ego as the inflammation of it, right? Like when people need to prove or need to do the thing or want to be impressive, want to be peacocky without the substance of it, right? Like that thing, right? When you have ego, greed can set in, lust sets in, these um, the uh, shadow of very beautiful uh, energetic signatures. Those are the distortions, greed, lust, all of that shit, right? Why? Because what becomes important is the feeding of the beast and not the nourishing of the systems. This is why selfishness, right? Um, and And selflessness on their opposite spectrums are toxic, they're distortions. Why? Because in one, the individual is only thinking of themselves. In the other, the individual is not thinking of themselves, although technically still thinking of themselves because a selfless person doesn't want to have the experience of the no that may cause a frissure. So you're still, you are worried about you, not necessarily just others. The challenge of these two extremes is that what they are, they are toxic distortions of a dynamic harmonizing center in which when I take care of me, I take care of you. When I take care of you, you take care of me. You take care of you as well. We're interconnected, right? Same idea. And so you have to have purpose, that connection to to a movement or to a beingness, right? Like a sense of beingness and belongingness happens as a result of you dancing with the dynamics of our existence in harmony. When you're out of harmony, that's when you start fucking hitting distortions and you start hitting blocks because you're not allowing yourself to find the harmony 
you know, centered, you're only hitting extremes and staying in the extremes longer than you should be, right? Like you have to learn how to take care of yourself and then you have to learn how to take care of others and you do this dance with it the minute you're out of sync. And to me, that is why we experience so many blocks and so many challenges because we refuse to face, it's like we will not face any one thing with with clarity and with a sense of and a depth of purpose, beingness and belongingness because we're too busy allowing ourselves to be fooled and filled and fueled by things that don't have, you know, don't have, it doesn't have an anchor. There's nowhere for you to return to. There's no texture to vibrate when you're when your energetic frequency may be low because let's hypothetically say you're feeling unwell or you're going through things in life or there's some seasons and cycles happening in your existence, you're going to get swallowed by the thing. You're going to get swallowed by it because there are not anchors. You have to have the internal anchor that is between you and whatever you believe your your systems to be, right? And then you and the humans and other humans, that's connection, that relationship is imperative. Neither aspect of that can be abandoned. When it is abandoned, it is abandoned because you believe that withholding your connection to these things is going to either give you something or keep you from experiencing something. Here's the fucked up part. Either way, you are going to experience it. And what I mean by that is you are going to experience heartbreak you are going to experience loss. You are going to experience changes that you did not foresee or plan for. You do not have control over those things, but what you do have a a capacity and an ability to create connection with is actually yourself, is actually how you are present and how you can allow yourself to release the past with this understanding that you are no longer that person. So you have to let, you got to let them go. You're literally holding parts of yourself prisoner. I'm literally holding parts of myself prisoner because these ghosts from the past, I'm still holding on to those iterations of myself and they don't exist anymore. They are not there. They, they, they only lived in that fraction of a moment. That's it. Who I was when I was 16, gone, integrated into my system. You go, you'll just see little smidgets of her, right? Because she's been integrated. She's been allowed to become and her unfolding to continuously like, you know, take shape. She's free. When that happens, when I'm no longer living with this ghost that I'm like, you know, um, I, I'm like in service to versus like you integrating the energy and allowing it to empower the future with the medicine. You are fucking holding it in, in its form. You're resisting. You're resisting that integration. That integration is everything. And then it becomes part of a bigger tapestry. Otherwise, you have fractured beings inside of you because you do not want to let it go because you are either, again, you are waiting for someone to right the wrong. And at this juncture, the piece here is that you are the person now, you are the mediator, you are the vehicle, you are the, the parent, 
you are the child, you are the you are the one that's going to come to this aspect of yourself and say, okay, we have reached the end of our journey. Thank you so much. Thank you for being who you were in that moment. And now I am going to give and get you what you need. And we are moving on. For example, I am not only going to deeply love myself, but I'm also going to surround myself with people who deeply love themselves and love me. Not secretly hate me or be questionable in their own love story with themselves, but people that are actually in direct relationship with the medicine and that will help me and that helps me propel myself into the present moment so that I can be much more conscious of my creations as they're moving forward because they can be new it can be different and I've struggled with this for a while now like where I'm like you know I've, I keep on having these fucking experiences that I could that could that and I'm going on about it going on about it and I'm like okay we need a different game plan I'm like what why can't we let this new moment be new why do we keep on thinking this next moment is going to be like the past moment well you know there's people who are fucked up yes 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 but those are not that's I am not giving life to that anymore I'm giving life to the source of all being, the source within me, the source without me, the source in others. This, you know, like I'm giving, I am putting my, I have decided. <laughs> um, I have decided. Reminds me of a song that when I was a kid, it started, I have decided. It was very like country. Like, I don't know what we were listening to that for. But anyway, right. Where I said like, I'm going to live like a believer. Set my back at the deceiver. Right. Like there's this whole digamabob around this idea of actually giving life to something and turning your back. Right. And being able to walk, move forward. Why, if I have decided I am continuously anticipating in the future moment, the past experience, who is actually in relationship with that? Like, even if there's people who hurt me in the past, them motherfuckers ain't around me anyway, right? Like that was the past. They can't do it anymore. They can't harm me. They cannot harm me. No one can harm me in that way. You know what I mean? And you know what I'm saying? Because let's let's you know what I mean? Um, things can happen. We, we're going to put the things can happen in the miscellaneous aisle that we are not going to speak into. Um, but we recognize otherwise, right? Like the pers- my perception about the past and the experiences that happened, actually the people that were the vehicles of that experience don't have power over me. If I encounter that energy now as a replica somewhere else coming at me from someone else, I don't have to take that on or in. But now this is because I am already self-reflective, self, you know, like I'm in the practice of self-awareness. So I'm always checking my shit. If you ain't self-aware and checking your shit, then you can, you have to check what's going on between you and that other human being, because, you know, you can't claim it's a projection if you're doing shit, right? Like if you're tapping into that shit in some way or in relationship with it. Otherwise, you get to look at it and be like, oh, yeah, I... You know, I see this, uh, the abusive behavior of this person is coming up in this person. Well, guess what happens now? Because I know I've seen that already. I can be like, nope, (laughs) I can go in the other direction because I already know what it looks like. I already, I saw the pattern, the anomaly in the the programming. I already saw it. So I know it. And because my my brain is really good at pattern recognition, 
quickly. We get it quickly. It hits. It's kind of some of the first hits. Like, mm, okay, that's going to be a little dangerous. Let me set this boundary because I don't need to hate a person in order to create the space that is respectable for our souls and our essence to evolve and grow. Meaning I may not like you. It is okay. It is not the worst thing in the world. But you be over there and I and you know, I hope your life is whatever. And I'ma be over here and this is where I belong. Like I could keep my focus on me and 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 move on without doing harm, without needing to whatever. I let I let I let the reality you live in do that for you. Cause you're the shit that you create is coming at you, right? Like that's just it. And when you when you recognize it, you abandon it, you do the repair, you come correct with yourself, then you begin to change what you're creating from those moments on. The minute you still can't do that, B, your stuff is is you know tainted, it's touched by the energy of an unwillingness to make repair and to acknowledge your accountability and responsibility. And so being able to start looking at like, oh, okay. This moment right now is not the same moment as before. It it doesn't exist. It's literally another, it lives in another molecule, another atom of space and time. And I'm living in another right now and, and right now another. And here's another and another as I inhale and exhale and another, right? Like every moment actually is new because it doesn't have, it, it, it doesn't have like a texture yet because I'm going to give it the texture with my, with my thinking and with my understanding and deeply anchored being so that if right now I don't see it right here, like I think I have a bed and I have a table and I have a, a small dresser, I would like a bedroom set, right? I mean that in a real way, right? Like I am thinking I would love to get, you know, a beautiful white uh, wood situation bed. I, I need a mattress, right? Mattress, the the bed, the dresser, the night tables, right? Just so on and so forth. You know, I want to like a whole room thing. I don't see it right now in this moment. Like right here in this moment, I don't see it. And I'm going to blink again in this moment. I don't see it yet here, like in this expression. So I need to be able to have my anchor of belief, what I'm giving life to, connected to what I believe is the source of my belief, work with me here, um, so that I'm able to actually hold the energy of seeing that done and seeing it already happening, my imagining, my dreaming of it, because my dreaming of it is actually me in the creation process, right? Again, a plug for the dream mommy, Right. If you want to go be building your world, go to world building school and, and uh, services over there um, and go ahead and get it right where there's like this opportunity to start figuring out where you're going to anchor that energy, where you and you can't you can't rocket style it. And what I mean by that is that if you if you try the patternings the suggested patternings of others without actually figuring out your own unique codex you will be able to cr create short bursts of it 
but you will not be able to sustain it because it'll be the equivalent of having a car that no matter how fucking fly, energy saving, eco-friendly, fill in the blank, um, fuel uh, efficient, you can't do shit if you don't have a source to plug it into or if you don't have a gas station to fill her up with. So what happens to us that we create things that are not sustainable is that we continuously are driving our cars on these long ass trips without enough fuel. The fuel that you need cannot be the equivalent of going to the gas station that way, right? This, because we're speaking about your essence, we're speaking about your capacity to be, create, and whatever, that has, you have to be literally connected to the source, your sourcing of that. Because that connectivity, the same thing of you putting a plug in a socket, right, in an outlet, and being able to turn on your TV, turn on the light, and constantly have access to this, you could have outlets, but if you ain't had shit plugged in, you ain't can't use the thing. You won't be able to sustain it. I need my air conditioning. Yes, I said it. I need my fan. I need my phone, right? Like, I need these things. These things need to be charged, so I have to plug it into something bigger than just having some sort of uh, battery pack, because you still have to charge the fucking battery pack. Hello, same equivalent, right? So it's like really coming to this like point where I'm like, oh, right? Because again, I tend to be a bit more personal with my like my spirituality in that way because we live in such an era that folks are so hungry to be told what to do. In the past, I haven't known how to how to how to work with that. You know, you have to be worried. Uh, not have to be worried. You don't have to be worried. I I I retract that. Cancel it out. Scratch it up. Throw it away. Tip 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 tip. Right. That thing. <laughs> what I mean is that because I was not aware about how I I didn't have the tools that I needed to learn to handle the responsibility and the accountability that comes with uh, people desiring to, you know, just be filled rather than learning to cultivate a life of fullness, um, I ran from it because I couldn't yet figure it out. Fast forward to this time in my life where I'm like, oh, no, 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 I understand. It is my work and it is my job to teach you how to move from a place of liberation, from a place of agency where you are actually deciding for yourself right i will i will tell you of how i move with it and you and some of the things because we may be kindred in the way that we're here to do similar work together whatever the thing may be whatever the reason may be um we have these identifying these common threads right but yet you have a unique codex and i have a unique codex that we need to learn to tend to versus just getting those fixes the battery packs that we still are going to have to recharge if our orientation would shift from trying to go, take things on the go, right? This is what practice is, <laughs> ritual is. If you stop trying to take things on the go, like a fucking drive through in a McDonald's, right? You save those for the moments that you need the fucking drive through, not all the time. You need these regular practices so that you can connect to the source so that you're not just like already at 100, your battery packs at 100 and you have it for an emergency and you are actually able to sustain it a long time, long term. You tend to it, you sustain and you maintain, sustain and maintain, not having to recreate every single fucking time. 
I mean, this is how powerful we are, right? Like again, some doctor said, I want to become a doctor, went to school for however many fucking years, which is ridiculous, along with the debt. That motherfucker created, the, they created exactly what they wanted. They put their energy toward that and it, and it happened. I mean, unfortunately, like 10,000 years later and they still have to practice medicine before they figure shit out. What kind of crazy shit is that? And how foolish are we for that one? Right. But here you have someone who's committed to a particular thing and has seen it and, and, and lives it and embodies it. So we, we have no we have no recourse but to understand that if you're finding yourself stuck and if you don't have some sort of spiritual I don't fucking call it energy. I don't care. Do what you must but something to plug into, you are not going to be able to sustain any fucking thing you're trying to create. You're going to be a one hit wonder over and over and over, like a thousand one hit wonders that don't get as much traction that you have to start over every single time. You know, it's like the the movie uh, sequels or like, uh, you know, versions that don't fucking end. Remember when Friday the 13th was like Friday the 27th? There was like 27 fucking Friday the 13th part that we crazy you're like okay now we're done can we just like let the let the person die just let the fucking thing die we're doing the same thing we're like no 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 wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> right we're like we want this to no 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 that's enough that's enough if you're feeling stuck if you're feeling like it's time for you to face face the pieces that you have to close out about the past. If you need a ritual to do that, listen, get a coaching session or get a healing session. We'll, we'll work, whatever, right? If you need help, if you feel, if you know that you need to sit down, shut up and listen so that you can be given instructions, then please sit down, shut up and listen. But let's get to, I want to get to it, baby. Listen, I'm trying to tell you, I am speaking from that direct connection to this thing where I'm not, I'm not speaking in some sort of metaphor. I'm not talking about a later. I don't want to wake up tomorrow. If I wake up tomorrow, I don't want to wake up and be like, oh, fuck, I should have. <laughs> or, you know, I wish I would have. I, and I try with everything in my fiber as much as possible to actually make sure that in each moment I'm as present as possible, but especially if it matters and it's important to me, especially. And what I mean by that is like, I don't care what we're doing. If we're having a moment of connection, I wanna be right there with you. I'm gonna be present with you, right? The moment and the moment after, we'll figure that out. But right in that moment, I'm gonna be as present as possible with you. And I'm gonna enjoy it. It's not an interruption or a disruption or a distraction. It is a moment that nourishes my soul that I will allow myself to have. And that will soon be over. It doesn't stay forever in that way, right? So when I'm able to do those things and when I'm able to step into this like understanding of like, wait a minute, I keep on shaping the future from the past because I have no longer, I have not confronted yet the parts of me that need to be let go. They're begging. They can't hold on anymore. They can't hold on. And that I can trust myself in the creation of what is next because I know that I have enough beautiful highlights of my life 
that offer me wisdom of patterns that I can recognize that I don't have to relive because I am no longer subject to the, to the hands of any one person unless I give them the right to share in that, right? You know what I mean? Like, unless I invite them into my life, unless I give them the power to fill in the blank. And you know what I mean by this. So don't get all wicky-wacky on some sideways shit. I'm, I'm speaking from the perspective of recognizing where we actually have choice and where we often feel like we don't have choice is because those aspects need to be closed out and the old experiences that inform them in the present need to actually be recomposted or composted for real, right? That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a soulful compost. I'm talking about being able to show up in your life in the now and not wait until the end and not um, continuously just set your sight on some sort of future that's not yet here, but you don't know how to be in the fucking present and you don't know how to deal with the past. Get your life right. Go deal, deal with your past. Face the shit. Be present in the moment on your way because you will miss so much because your ass just wants to be over there now. Like over, over there. So you, you are not even, you are not even here. You are not even realizing that you can experience so much of what you want to feel as a byproduct of being over there now. And so that all of that becomes a cherry on the top. All of that is made with such a, a creative integrity and a, an erotic creative integrity where everything is dynamic, harmonic, harmonic, sorry, harmonic and and connective it's like vibrating at a frequency where life feels like effervescent joy right effervescent joy right this is what this is this is happy happy is joy that is effervescent that you are able to constantly feel its energetic texture why because you're fully present here now with the essence of your being. So that's this week's podcast. I hope that something I've said has been supportive, uh, instructive, um, transformational, liberational. Make it your own. Work with the medicine. Get in with it. Allow the transmission to split this old definition so that you can fully show up in your essence. I love you. And until next time, adiós. Bueno, mi gente, thank you for joining me on this wild and liberating journey of dismantling the fuckery. Remember, we are the architects of our own liberation. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share it with your people. Do all the things. You know what it takes for us to keep these frequencies rolling. Together, we will transform the world from a place of fuckery into a realm of unapologetic fabulosity. Stay fierce, my loves. Stay fabulous and keep dismantling. And if you want me or need me, yes, you heard me say that right. You know where to find me at priestessingliberation.com. Nos vemos ahorita. Adiós.